You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. I'd like us to open our Bibles to Matthew 11:12. 12. Today we're going to be doing a lot of Bible reading. Okay, so we've done that. Acts 4:25. Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth took their stand, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and his Christ. I'll read this again. Why do the nations rage, and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth take their stand, and the rulers are always gathered together, plotting, planning, against the Lord and against his Christ. They are plotting and they are planning. A scripture says that while men slept, the enemy came and sowed seeds. Why? 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 All for me. Why? Because there's constantly this contention between the will and the purpose of God that he has through us. The enemy constantly wants to negate everything that God has said will happen through us. And that is why there's contention. I don't know anybody who's heard my ShopRite story, my ShopRite bread story. And I'll, but I'll repeat it for the sake of those who've never heard it. So I constantly imagine ShopRite bread. We all like ShopRite bread, right? Okay, I do. And I like it when it's hot. And I like it when it's soft and very moist. And so we buy ShopRite bread and we leave it on the table. ShopRite bread hasn't upset you, has it? Has it? No. ShopRite bread doesn't, isn't, has not eyed anyone. ShopRite bread has not insulted anyone. It's just on the table. But by one hour, it gets cold, right? And after a day, it gets bland. After two days, it gets stale, praise God. And then give it, a, a, give it four days, five days, it's not refrigerated. It starts to mold and it goes bad. Did the ShopRite bread upset anyone? Did it? I didn't think so. But guess what? The elements were against it. The common air that we breathe and gives us life works with the bacteria to decompose ShopRite bread. And I want you to just picture you and I and the way we go about our daily activities. I have the capacity as a human being to upset you. Sometimes you, you see someone and you don't even know why you, don't, you just don't like them. True or false? Yeah, we're human. And so to think that we can exist pretending that warfare, we, can't, we don't attract warfare, we can't ignite warfare is a lie. And that's the hard reality for us as believers. The struggle is real. But the victory is sure. Do you believe that? Hallelujah. Going further, I'd like us to open our Bibles to Mark 5. And it talks about a self-destructive fellow. And I'd like to read. 
from verse 2 says, And when he came out of the boat, immediately there met him of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bind him, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him, and always, day and night, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him, and he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the Most High God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. Then he said, Come out of the man on clean spirit. Then he asked him, and this was Jesus, saying, What is your name? And this struck me, this scripture struck me. Because we, we, we often read this passage and we just think they're talking about some madman that once existed. But you know, there's nothing that's written in the Bible that is not for teaching. And what this taught me was that there are times when we're engaged in warfare and the evidence of warfare are self-destructive habits. This guy was in the tomb. No one could, could talk to him. No one could approach him. No one could calm him down. He was crazy through and through. But the worst part was, it's okay if you're crazy, but how about crazy to the point where you begin to hurt yourself? But this unclean spirit that was in the man recognized Jesus when he saw Jesus. And I tell you today that everything that you go through recognizes the power of Jesus. That was what the scripture taught me. But over and above that, Jesus said, asked him, what is your name? You this thing in there, what is your name? He wasn't talking about the name his, birth, his, his biological parents had called him. He said, what is your name? And I need us to understand that everything that represents warfare in our lives has a name. He responded by saying, legion, we are many. Praise God. Hallelujah. That attack, that depression, that fear... It all has a name and it's evidence of warfare. Have you woken up before and you, don't, you just don't feel like doing much? You just, all of a sudden, you have a sense of hopelessness, helplessness. You're in warfare. You do things that every day you say to yourself, I'm not going to do this thing. But somehow you find yourself doing these same things that you know are bad for you. The self-destructive habits, that's warfare. Warfare is not only when the enemy comes in your dream and begins to um, repress you in your sleep and you're screaming out. That's not just warfare. That could be a type of warfare. But all of us are engaged in one battle or the other. Do you know the name of your own? Do you recognize what that thing is called so you can take it before Jesus because it knows the name of Jesus and it obeys the name of Jesus? In verse 15, it says, And then he came to Jesus and saw, and they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon possessed and had the legion sitting clothed and in his right mind. I dare ask you, 
are you in your right mind? This person was now clothed. This person that he was, they were actually advising Jesus, don't go there. But this guy was decently clothed now. He, he had the capacity to think. Praise God. Every time you've been taken away from your right mind, every time you seem to be doing things that are out of character, please remember that it is warfare and you take your stand. And by grace. But you know the beautiful thing about every scripture that I'm going to read is that there was a strategy. After the story, there was always a strategy. And the strategy here was in, is in verse 19. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said, because he was asking Jesus and begging Jesus, I want to go with you. After all, my salvation came through you. But he said, however, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, go home to tell your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. At the end of this service, we're going to pray because sometimes all we need is the mercy of God. A lot of times we think the only thing to do is to bind, to cast. But sometimes just the mercy of God, asking God to show our lives mercy, our destiny mercy, is what it is that we need for breakthrough. Praise the Lord. The next is found in Matthew 12, verse 22. And it says, Then one was brought to him who was demon-possessed, blind and mute, and he healed him, so that the blind and the mute both spoke and saw, and all the multitude were amazed and said, Could this be the son of David? And I really didn't want to use two demon-possessed people to speak to you today. But then it also occurred to me that many of us are blind Blind seeing, yet seeing physically, but blind spiritually. We're blind to the things that are happening around us. We can't even declare and speak of the goodness of God. It's not showing. It's not evident. But once again, when this demon-possessed guy met with Jesus, it was recorded that he spoke and he saw. Well, you know, I said with everything, there was a strategy. And the strategy was in 25. Every kingdom, because people were asking, this guy, how do we know it's really the power of God that he's using to drive out these demons and do all these great things? And I need us to understand today, if we don't live with anything, I want us to know that we serve the supreme God. And so everything that has a name that is tormenting us, is repressing us, they all recognize the name of Jesus. And as people were asking, he gave them an explanation and said, every kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. Every time you are in contention, every time there's an issue, ask yourself, what side am I standing on? Whose team am I on? When we talked about warfare, we said that warfare was about maintaining. And that is the real strategy. 
when you hold your position and you believe God for his word, when you begin to fret, praise God, when you give in to, 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 to emotions sometimes, we need to ask ourselves, a kingdom divided against itself will not stand. Am I holding on to God's word in this situation? Praise God. The next is found in 1 Chronicles 21. And it has to do with our mind. When this scripture was analyzed in um, the book of 1 Samuel, they didn't give this very critical account. And the account in verse 1 was, Now Satan stood up against Israel. That was what was missing. So we can read the same, this same scripture I'm about to read and not get the revelation that is required. And it simply is that it was Satan that stood against David. It was Satan that moved David. It says, now Satan stood up against Israel and moved David to number Israel. So David said to Joab and to the, El to the leaders of the people, go number Israel. I skip, skip, and I get to verse 3, and it says, Joab was t telling David, says, but my lord, the king, are we not all the lord's servants? As in, why, why are we numbering? What, what, has, what has numbering done? Who numbering? Ep. <laughs> I didn't say that right. <laughs> yeah? What good has numbering done? What good has me, looking at my bank statement done me? I can win this battle even if there's nothing in my account. I can do this thing. We can do it. But guess what? The Bible records that Satan stood up against Israel. Satan, a lot of times, messes with the way we think and we reason. That we begin to reason with our own capacity without thinking. That we have a God. Who doesn't care about numbers? Who can win the battle for us without education? It is not about your situation, your circumstance, or the things that you can see with your eyes. Praise God. Hallelujah. And finally, we'll be reading from 2 Kings. And this I love very much because... So many times, we, we know about the mind. We know that maybe we're not seeing the way uh, as we should. But a lot of times, we're more concerned with physical opposition. My boss, I have an issue with my boss. How do I deal with it? Physical things. Right now, I'm cash-strapped. What do I do? And this account said a lot. It's um, 2 Kings 6, verse 15. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? And if just like me, when I was reading this, I have my own issues, and I was asking, Lord, okay, what do I do? And he answered, and this was Elisha speaking, do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And when I was reading, I was almost going to chuckle to myself. <laughs> yeah, right. Those who are with them, look at this army. We're not even prepared. 
yeah, we knew of the recession, but we didn't know it was going to hit us this hard. We're in it already. Look at, look, look at what is happening. The price of rice has gone up. The price of turkey has gone up. I can't even buy a suit for work. So the re reality is that we are in the battle already. But then I can only, almost imagine when this guy says, look, 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 come, come, my master. See, the army, they're all surrounded us. And guess what? They're even pointing the rifles ready to, to, to fight. And he says, ah, ah, can't you see? Ah, ah. If it were your bad guy, you have said, ah, oh, my God, oh, bottle. And as I was meditating on this, I said to myself, that's right. He couldn't see them physically. He couldn't. The same way sometimes we can't see them physically. But our spiritual eyes need to be open. Because that's where the battle really is. That's where the battle is really happening. It's not in the physical. Everything you're seeing is just an, an offshoot of what is happening in the spiritual. He says, do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. As a church, can we say this? I am not afraid. Ah, there's some scary cats here. I am not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of my landlord. And I'm not afraid of my boss. I'm not afraid of this economy. I'm not afraid. And I'm saying this as I'm standing here and I'm saying it too. I'm not afraid. Because those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Shall we say that? Those who are with me. Yes. Can you believe that for your situation? You can't see them physically. But those who are with you, the army that is with you, the person on your team is bigger and greater than the one in the world. And we stand in faith, trusting and believing that according to God's word, he would prove as he proved here. And the Lord opened his eyes. Were his eyes not open before? After all, how did he see them physically? His eyes were open. But sometimes our spiritual eyes need to be opened. And the thing with illumination is that when, when you have a rema, when you have an, a revelation on something, it's like a ripple effect. It reminds me of when I heard this scripture like I'd never heard it before. The just will live by faith. I've always heard it, but I heard it again last year, and it was like somebody gave me magic. Because for every situation, I would use that word, the just live by faith. Talk about you can do it. Keep, just carry on. The just live by faith. Everything that's happening to me is not really happening. My faith is intact. And for this as well, I see it as Something we need to imbibe. Lord, open the eyes of my understanding. Let me see. 
Let me really see those, the armies that are with me, the armies that are cheering me on, the people who are saying, you can't get depressed now. Can't you see that breakthrough is just around the corner? You can't give up on that business now. Can't you see that you're, you're so, somebody's going to give you a supply around the corner? It's, it's here already. Can't you just see it? Praise the Lord. But what do I have to battle with? It reminds me of the times I was reading a story of Hitler and when um, he had his armory and all these sophisticated weapons. And when he was going to some part, some, some people just surrendered. You know, some of the nations that he, he went to war with, they just said, you know what, there's no point fighting. All right? Yeah, we are captives. Just take us. But some people are tempted to fight him. And where he was coming with armored tanks, they were fighting with sticks and spears. It was a no-brainer that he took them with their sticks and their spears. And that's how, what happens to a lot of us. We're in this warfare, but we don't even know what we have to fight with. We're fighting with, we see some other person use certain tools and we adopt those tools. It happens to me a lot. Maybe I hear somebody pray something and I'm like, yeah, that's, that sounds good. I can use that. But what is, what warfare, what weapon of warfare have I been given to fight this battle? And that's what we're about to find out. We open our Bibles to the book of Ephesians. Multimedia, please help me. Ephesians 1, 18 to 21. Okay. Sorry. Ephesians 1, verse 20, I meant. I'm sorry. He raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only of this age but also in the age to come what do i have i have jesus i have jesus i feel like saying i have jesus na 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 because if only you knew how powerful the name of Jesus was. That's what you say to the enemy. Do you know who I am? Do you know what I have? Do you know who I have? I have Jesus. Every time the demons will say, don't torment me. Every time the demons will say, we know you. Go, mind your business. Leave us alone. So they recognize the name of Jesus. They recognize the power of Jesus. The scripture says he raised him, God raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above principalities and powers. I smile because Pastor Godman once said that when he was in the UK, or was it the story that he'd heard, and they said, okay, he asked a question to the congregation. He said, what would you do if you went to somebody's house 
and the owner of the house gets, you are maybe in the living room and the owner of the house gets a knock on the door and um, they say, I'm sorry, you, you're, you're eavesdropping, you can hear what the conversation is and you're a guest and you're going to sleep there that night and he says that, see, um, you're, there's a witch in your house and um, the witch is disturbing the other witches in the area. What will you do? Yeah? What will you do? You, you were not, you're not supposed to be listening, no. But you heard. And they say, and he says, and I think it is the grandma that lives in your house. If, well, I will have just packed my, you know what? I got a call. Um, my friend, thank you. You've been so hospitable. God will bless you. I'll come and visit another time. And I asked, I kept asking myself, what will I do? And honestly, that seemed like the sensible reaction. But do you recognize that the Jesus that you have is seated far above? Far above. Not just above. Not minimally above. The Bible says far above. He's seated on top of divination. He's seated above occultic. He's seated above magic. Witchcraft. Astrology. Jesus is seated far above. And if, I don't know, but that's the camp I want to be on. I want to be with the one who is above these things. Praise the Lord. What else do we have? We have the love of God. It sounds like, are you serious? Is love we have? Love? Yes, love. Romans 8, 37 says, Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So I'm guaranteed of victory because of the love of Jesus. I'm guaranteed of victory because he will not put, you don't put the ones that you love to shame. Praise God. I'm guaranteed of victory because of this love. And so when you don't have anything to, if you can't remember anything, say, Father, Lord, I know you'll save me out of this because you love me. I have you, Jesus, and I know I have your love. Victory is sure. Because of these. Second Corinthians, and I really would like all of us to open this scripture. For those who haven't noted it in their Bibles, I'd really appreciate it if you underlined Second Corinthians 10.4. And this one really talks about our weapons. If we're looking for what to fight with, You've got it here. For the weapons of our warfare. 
are not carnal. I like the preceding verse. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. So as you see me, and you see me in the flesh, ah, me, I don't fight in the flesh. I like that. It's so dangerous. I think I'll be saying that. Ah, I don't fight in the flesh. I fight in the spirit. That alone, eh, people just run. Ah, the power of words. I fight in the soul. Don't mess with me. In the office, for instance, imagine people mediating, you know, oh, you know what, calm down, and then you say, don't worry. I don't fight in the flesh. <laughs> Guess what? They will tell the person, ah, she does not fight in the flesh. You better go and apologize to her. So that's what I'm going to be saying. I'll say it in the office now, especially when they upset me. I'll be like, it's okay. I don't fight in the flesh. And so he says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are not physical. They are not tangible. The weapons of our warfare are not physical. They are not with abuse, mouth, argument. What are the things that we fight with? Malice. Right? That's not how to fight. It says... But they are mighty in God. And so anytime you're in warfare, ask yourself, are you drawing strength from God? Are you mighty in God? Have you positioned yourself in God? For the pulling down of strongholds, down of arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. The battlefield is really in the mind. The battlefield is really in our minds. That's where the enemy starts to sow seeds and starts to play tricks. You're not good enough. You know when they do these things, they will never pick you. He will leave you. You don't deserve him. You're broke? Of course you're broke. What do you know? It starts in the mind. But when we're able to conquer the mind, because our weapon of warfare is not carnal, but it is mighty in God. Another script version says, it's mighty through God. For the pulling down of strongholds. Meaning we need God. It's only God that can erase. The arguments. It's only God. That can help pull down. Depression. Everybody. You know what? People think that. If most people are prone to. In this economy. We're prone to depression. We're prone to be sad. Are we not? We have the propensity to. But what is the difference with us? It's not by our human effort. If we want to look at it physically, we have every reason to say, you know what? It's, time, it's just time for me to just leave it. But we've adopted strength through the help of God. We're going to go into prayers. But as I round off, I want us to open our Bibles to Ephesians 6.10. 
And that's our final scripture. And it says, finally, my brethren. That's the end of the matter. Finally. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. If you're told to be strong, it means that you are displaying some weakness, true or false. You, don't, you hardly tell somebody who's strong and standing to, to be strong. Be strong in the Lord. And I say to everyone here, whatever it is that you're battling with, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. He will take you through. Amen? Yes. He will hold your hand through. Put on the whole armor that you may be able to fight against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We're not wrestling against human beings. We're wrestling against principalities and powers. Rulers of spiritual wickedness in high places. But you remember that all these things are much lower in hierarchy than the power of God. I would want us to stand to our feet. And I want us to begin to exercise our weapons. It says, use your weapon. Wear your armor. Use your weapon. Wear your armor. No prayer, no power. And I want us to begin to pray. That Lord... I don't know if I'm in any battle. But according to your word, I believe that there's a battle. Fight for me. I want us to begin to pray. Jesus, I need you to fight for me. I can't fight on my own. I don't know how to fight. I don't even know what I'm fighting. I can't see what I'm fighting. I can see the manifestations of the things that I'm fighting. But I can't really see what it is. Father, fight for me. Jesus, give me precision in battle. Remember the story of the guy who was cutting himself with stones. The guy was cutting himself with stones. If he saw anything sharp, he was cutting himself. I want us to pray against self-destructive habits this morning. Every habit, everything that you do, it could be attitudinal. Whatever it is that we're doing, that only seem to weaken us, always seem to put us in a position to be fully overcome by the power of darkness. I want us to pray. Father, take my will. Everything that I display that is not of you, Father, take it away. Don't try and do it yourself. Don't try and figure it out yourself. 
Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.com.